Thank you for listening to the Servants of Christ Jesus podcast. Today's homily from Father Paul Koska comes from the Monday of the third week of Lent. To support the Servants of Christ Jesus, please visit scjesus.org. Today, obviously, we have the story of the healing of Naaman, who might have been a violent man, but he was also a valiant man, uh, who respected, who was respected by his king, uh, but nonetheless was afflicted by leprosy. And it was through the witness of a captured Israelite girl, who was a servant to Naaman's wife, that he heard about the power of a prophet in the land of Israel. And she had the courage to propose and testify uh, to uh, the power of this prophet, and she, uh, which requires a certain amount of courage to testify, uh, because whenever you testify to something or somebody, there's always the possibility of being rejected. And that's why in the Acts of the Apostles, we hear the early disciples praying for boldness to be able to testify to the power in the name of Jesus. And then Naaman travels a long distance uh, to visit this prophet and has certain expectations of what is going to happen. He expects the prophet to come out to him physically and then to do some action over, some physical action over uh, his uh, leprosy in order to affect the healing. Rather, what Elisha does is he sends a message so he doesn't even physically go out to Naaman. And then he tells him to go and to wash in the River Jordan. And many of us have, everybody except, uh, August has been there before, but the Jordan is not particularly an impressive river uh, compared to many of the other rivers I've been to in the world. Um, It's relatively unimpressive. It's small. Uh, You can't whitewater raft on uh, the Jordan River. And yet, Elisha tells him to go wash in this physically unimpressive river. And Naaman is irritated, irritated that he had come all this way uh, to have such a disappointing instruction be given to him. And yet, like how he hear, first hears about uh, the prophet, it's a servant that encourages Naaman to listen to the prophet revealing that obedience to the command of the prophet is more important than the dramatic nature or the dramatic way in which the healing might have been expected. And so Naaman has the humility to listen to the words of his servant, and then he goes into the River Jordan in obedience to what Elisha asks, and his flesh becomes like that of a little child. I think this shows us the fact that the Lord's power, the Lord's restoration, doesn't just bring him back to what he was before his leprosy, but he restores him to something even greater. Um, So rather than having the relatively tough skin, if you will, of an adult male, he's got the skin of a baby or a small child. So there's this restoration beyond just what his original state was. And so he's made new, then he's restored, he's made clean, and restored to life in his own community. And then finally, with Naaman, we have the confession of Naaman's faith in the Lord. Not just that the Lord is one God amongst many gods of the nations, 
but that there is no other God except the God of Israel. And so he confesses that he knows that there is now no other God except the God of Israel. And it's through uh, his experience of encountering the prophet of God uh, that he comes to know for himself uh, the reality of who the Lord is. In the psalm today we hear, I will go to the altar of God, the God of my gladness and joy. Uh, Bring me to your dwelling place. There's a longing to go to the place where the Lord is, to where the Lord dwells. And obviously in Israel, this would be in the temple in Jerusalem. There's this longing to be in the place where the Lord is present. And, you know, being uh, here in this house where we have the Blessed Sacrament, I think it's easy for us, you know, to take this for granted, uh, the fact that we have the Lord present with us. And I remember, I'm in the years past when Father John and I desired to have the Blessed Sacrament present in the initial period of time where we asked permission but did not get permission. And so there was a longing for something that was not yet present. And uh, how many of the faithful you know, feel the pain of the absence of having Mass for themselves at this time. And uh, how uh, they, they desire it but it's not yet accessible to them. And so this longing, this yearning for the Lord uh, is something we're invited uh, to desire, whether it's present or absent, where the Lord is easily uh, accessible uh, in sacramental form or not, uh, we're invited to have this yearning for him to behold his face. And then in the gospel today, uh, we have uh, Jesus preaching in Nazareth. Jesus preaching in Nazareth about uh, how there was many uh, widows in the time of Elijah, and yet Elijah was sent not to a widow in Israel, but in Sidon. And how there was many lepers in the time of Elisha, and yet the Lord sent Elisha uh, to Naaman the Syrian. And the people of Nazareth at the time uh, reject Jesus because of his challenging words to them. And I think In particular, the challenge was the fact that they were occupied by the Romans. They were in the midst of a foreign occupation, and yet Jesus is proclaiming the fact that the Lord is solicitous for the needs of foreigners, even though the foreigners are the origin and the present time for them of their oppression. Um, And so it would be an allergic thing for them to hear And yet the Lord is going to bring about, out of a difficult situation, the occupation of Israel. He's going to bring salvation uh, to the whole world and knowledge of God to the whole world. And it's, in a sense, mysteriously through the occupation of the Romans that the early Christian missionaries will be able uh, to travel as easily and as far as they did. The missionaries, the the original Christian missionaries were all Jews, or at least primarily Jews, they used the Roman Empire's roads, uh, the cities of the Roman Empire, to proclaim Jesus is Lord. And so, and so in a mysterious way, uh, through the occupation, the Lord's plan and purpose is brought about. And the salvation of the whole world is affected. And so we're invited uh, to trust in the Lord today, to listen to the vo- voice of the Lord, I mean, to desire the Lord, whether the Lord... Uh, and his sacramental form is very close to us, 
or whether uh, the Lord is close to us in a mysterious way, in a way that we're not necessarily uh, used to or invited to trust in Jesus. And so may we have the grace uh, to long for Jesus, to long for his presence, uh, to seek his face above everything else.